Matt and Mike in the morning. That was fast. That was super fast. Welcome back to Matt and Mike in the morning. This is New Testament lesson 14 to be taught on, um, let's see here, December the 17th, so the week after the children's Christmas program. Today we get uh, magic, uh, we get uh, devilry, we get the Holy Spirit. Um, a lot of fun. And we also get the lamb who was slain, but who isn't dead anymore. Spoiler alert. So today we get uh, the stories of, of Simon um, and, his, and his, the Lord's work through him in Acts chapter 8 especially. So we see, um, sorry, the, uh, not Simon, who, um, Philip, um, Philip the Apostle, yeah. along with Simon the Magician, the Sorcerer, the Magi, mm-hmm. as well as the Ethiopian eunuch, where there is just great gospel. There's a few kind of weird things here in the lesson that we'll talk about as we go through. Um, but what we want to focus on especially is the proclamation um, from the Old Testament there that, that Jesus um, suffered and was crucified for our sins. Um, and by doing so, he, he has forgiven us all of our sins. I, I think a, a key thing to focus in on this is Isaiah 53. That's mm-hmm. the clearest gospel. Uh, sometimes we, we call uh, Isaiah the fifth gospel, kind of jokingly, uh, or the Old Testament gospel because there's so many prophecies of Christ, so many words of promise. You know, in every uh, Lenten season and Holy Week, we read through Isaiah chapter 53, which is about the suffering servant, Jesus Christ our Lord, you know, by his wounds, by his stripes, we are healed. And uh, and so uh, uh, in this account, you, in Acts, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch is cruising down the road in his chariot, uh, reading the scroll of Isaiah. In the ancient world, if you had something so valuable that words were written down on it, you never read it silently. This is mm-hmm. reading silently to yourself is, is a very modern thing that's honestly only come about in the last few hundred years. Mm-hmm. Previously to that, uh, it was just out loud because people were illiterate and, and they wanted this wisdom. They wanted to hear uh, uh, the, the voice and knowledge of somebody other than their mom or their dad or whoever it was. Uh, and so that's just... That's just the way it was. It's also kind of like how we say that 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 when you when you sing uh, a hymn, you're you're praying twice. One by by the act of singing, but also by the act of hearing yourself. It's like you're, yeah. there's kind of a double effect there. When you confess your sins out loud, li- likewise. Um, Interesting bit that has nothing to do with this lesson. Uh, but when industrialization came along, there were lectors in the factories and lectors other places. So there was actually an office of a lector hmm. who would like read the news because you didn't have the television, you didn't have these other things. But the, but they would be the uh, the orator, the proclaimer. The there's a sort of there's a name for that. Um, so just for what it's worth, the difference between our modern world and, and the ancient world. So uh, Philip is or the Ethiopian is going along reading this out loud, and Philip just just shows up there. And, I, and he says, well, I don't understand this. How can I understand this if, if nobody teaches it to me? So then Philip opens up his eyes to see uh, that Isaiah 53 is about Jesus. My hunch is that, uh, and then he says, look, there's water. Uh, what withholds me from being baptized? So Philip baptized him right then and there. I, I bet that he kept scrolling through, literally scrolling through uh, the scroll, and he got to Isaiah 53, which is a beautiful word of, sorry, Isaiah 56, which is a very clear word of gospel for eunuchs. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as the Lord says there, uh, to the eunuchs who return and keep my Sabbaths, come back to the Lord, um, uh, trust in his mercy. He says, I will give a better uh, place and name than that of sons and daughters. So the eunuchs who have mutilated their bodies for the purpose of worshiping other gods in vile ways, uh, 
the Lord says, I'll give them a better place because they repent than the sons and daughters and the Israelites. Um, so it's just, just chuck full of, of gospel. Uh, we got this kind of weird thing about Simon the sorcerer in here who, uh, uh, you know, tries to buy extra special powers as the apostles had, but that, but that doesn't, doesn't come about. We kind of see his, his struggle in the faith uh, uh, as well. Mm-hmm. A couple of things. Oh, the, there's a, a bit of history on the Samaritans, which is really good and interesting. Yeah. You had maybe a comment on yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, page 138, 138 the side there with a bit of history for, for them. Um, one thing that it misses is that the reason why the Samaritans were so despised by, um, by, by the Jews who remained faithful, more or less, is that the Samaritans' sin um, in, in rebelling against the Lord is why the Assyrians came and conquered them. The Lord sent the Assyrians to come and, and punish the Samaritans and, the, and those living in Israel for their unbelief. And so the fact that, the fact that, that, that Assyria brought in foreign people to live there and intermarry with the people of Samaria and moved them out and that sort of stuff, and they became kind of half-bloods or mud-bloods, um, the fact that that happened is because of Samaria's sin. And that's why Judah despises them. That, that's why they're so hated uh, when it comes to the New Testament era even. Something that might be fun, a little activity, uh, you know, being right before Christmas here, is talking about faith as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this curriculum is not entirely Lutheran, so there's some distinctions that, you know, we like to bring out in this. Uh, and, and, and how the, the, the Holy Spirit grants us faith before we know we even have faith, right? Um, this, so it's kind of like this. You know, on, on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, presents just show up under the tree. And the kid uh, is hoping that maybe there's going to be a present for them. And, of course, mom and dad have, have you know, already wrapped up the present. Um, and so that present already has their name on it before mm-hmm. they receive it. That present is already for them before they know it's even theirs. And, and that's like the, the gift of the Holy Spirit that he grants to us. Uh, through baptism. You know, for, for months and months, the parents are praying that the child within the womb uh, will be born and, and, and will be baptized. And so the gift of faith is already being wrapped up by their prayers, by their readings, uh, devotions at home, by coming to church and receiving the Lord's gifts already so that gift can be given to the kids. So it's kind of like our prayers uh, and God's word wrap up that gift of faith for that child. And it's theirs even before they know it. The Baptists don't kind of get that. They think, well, the faith can only be yours after you act upon it. No, that's not it. Faith is a gift. So on page um, 140, it says faith there. Uh, the act in of the ex- chart. In the chart, Ephesians 2. Uh, the act of expressing belief in Jesus. That's the response to faith. Faith right. is a gift. It's, it's ours. And, and sometimes... You know, a parent has to help a child unwrap the gift because they just, they're not old enough yet to understand. They don't know how to use it yet uh, to act upon that gift of faith. But the parent is right there, right? And so that's what we do as parents, as teachers, as pastors, is we unwrap this gift of the faith. Um, we did a, uh, an Advent series a few years ago, I think it was, was unwrapping the gifts uh, of faith. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it that way, it might be a neat activity you know, uh, to, to think about faith and show how faith is a gift by unwrapping it and, uh, um, and giving it to your, your kids, your, your students. A few ways that the, um, the Baptist way of understanding things shows up in this lesson. So one there in, in the chart when it comes to faith and when it comes to repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, for, us, repent, uh, for us, faith is half of repentance. 
there's sorrow, contrition, um, and then there, there's trusting in God. That, that's absent from their definition of repentance, but is vital for ours. And then the turning is, um, is kind of the, the, the fruit of this, um, kind of all of it together. It's going from one to another. So that, that's one of the Baptist influences. Another is, is the distinction between um, two different kinds of working of the Holy Spirit, between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the equipping power of the Holy Spirit. Um, that's not biblical, but I, I think it's a Baptist worldview sort of thing uh, to say kind of who's a Christian and who's not. Um, just try to try to skip past that if you can, uh, or, or go past it quickly and hope there aren't any questions, because it's not biblical. One thing about repentance, repentance and faith, you notice in our preaching and teaching, uh, like in my sermon last night, I, I talked about repentance and faith, repentance and faith, they always go together like, uh, you know, two sides of the same coin. Uh, you're not going to be repentant if you don't have faith. Right. Um, and, and if you have faith, you're going to be repentant. You can't uh, you can't have faith without repentance, uh, nor can you have repentance without faith. So they, they just seamlessly go together uh, as, as the gift that God grants to us by his Holy Spirit uh, to use for the benefit of his creation. Well, thanks. We'll see you next time on Matt, 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 Matt. I was faster than you. <laughs>